Hello, and welcome to God to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. How are you guys? Do you feel like talking? Do you feel like listening? You know, sometimes you just want to be able to sit back, shut up, Mm. not engage with other people. You know, like when you get in an Uber. Like, it's nice to be Uh, able to chat to somebody for a little bit, but more more often than not, I just want to get where I'm going. Yeah, but people... Look, I'm with you, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Some people like that. Like, sometimes when you look at... Have you ever, when you're looking at Uber ratings, not that I take them constantly, but, like, if somebody's well-rated, it's like, oh, we had the best conversation. I'm like, next. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, no conversation yeah. is the best conversation. <laughs> so this isn't going to be a conversation, dear yeah. listener, at least not with you. It's more of a uh, monologue slash dialogue that you will be listening Let to. Let us so be feel, the voices in your head. Feel relieved. You're not going to have to do any work here. Yeah. So every Friday, Guide to the Unknown comes out. Kristen and I each research a topic from mm-hmm. the world of horror, sit down at the table, and share them with each other. Yes. The show's on all major podcast apps. You can even watch a version of us on youtube.com slash talkbomb, mm-hmm. uh, where you can even see sort of visual aids yeah. if and when I put them in. Yeah, totally. Anyway. Reasonable. Yes. Now, uh, uh, I think we're going to jump right into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Who's yeah. going first? You or me? I'll go first. I already have the thing out. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right, cool. So this is something that I think a lot of people know. A lot of people know a little bit about it. I certainly feel that way. I only knew some of these things. But Will, um, what do you know about weirdness around the production of the movie The Wizard of Oz? Um, uh, nothing about the production, really. I know. Okay. I know. I guess one. Or I guess anything about it. Anything off the top of your head that's weird about The Wizard of Oz? I know that it's supposed to sync up. With the uh, an album, Pink Floyd. yeah, Pink Floyd yeah. album, Dark, Dark Side, Side of the, the Moon. Moon. Yeah, yep, I'll be talking about that. And I have heard that you can see a Munchkin mm-hmm. uh, hanging himself, right, in the background of a shot. Yes, um, I've heard that that's definitely not true. Yes, <laughs> so, it just seems like it's you've stunning. heard correctly. Yeah, yeah, the naivete of people right. to be like, no, they kept the shot. So- they wouldn't just do another take. All right, let's roll right into it. Because <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, no, don't be sorry. It's just that that's basically my first subject anyway. There's yeah. so or there are so many people who are insistent about it. It's uh-huh. definitely the Mandela effect. Awesome. Um, so I'm gonna go into it. A little background, real quick, is that I'm doing this because of our listener Nan Gardner's suggestion. Um, if you're in any paranormal groups around Facebook, you might recognize Nan's name because um, she's in a lot of them. Yeah. And she shared a picture to our Guides the Unknown private Facebook group that was Wizard of Oz related and said that it was something we should cover. So she shared something that um, it's like a meme and it says, once you realize that the scarecrow was created to represent rural farmers, the tin man represents the exploited factory worker and the wicked witch represents corporate America. America, the full message of the Wizard of Oz starts to make a lot of sense. I I really love things like that. I've seen yes. a lot of uh, uh, memes, like infographic-y kind of things yeah. like that, where it's like, if you look at this movie from this point of view, mm-hmm. and it's always something that's highly intricate and involved, yeah. and probably doesn't really hold up under scrutiny, but it's yes. one of those things where it's like, if you apply enough, I don't know, imagination yeah. to a movie, and just go, this, mm-hmm. this is a metaphor for that. Right. Uh, I don't know. You got me. I, I don't care if it doesn't make sense. I personally enjoy that kind same, of stuff. Yeah. Same. It's just fun to think of and be like, oh, actually, yeah, that does line up. So, yeah. like, who cares? Um, I did a little, re- little research on that. That's 
with the Wizard of Oz in particular, there are a lot of theories like that. That seems like a really popular and common one. It doesn't seem like there's any credence to that being intentional. Okay. Um, but the author of The Wizard of Oz, which was a book before a movie, um, L. Frank Baum, he was quite politically active okay. um, and seemingly quite horribly white supremacist. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Which leads me to a little disclaimer, I should say. So I'm going to go over the weirdnesses of the movie The Wizard of Oz that are kind of like frivolous and goofy or funny because there are a lot of behind the scenes weirdnesses that are very horrible and upsetting. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, now it's like genuine. My yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Isn't there something about uh, who played Dorothy? Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Didn't they give her cigarettes and stuff yes. all the time? Yeah, she was put on a diet that included cigarettes what and pills, which is what got her hooked on pills, which she eventually died of an overdose from when she was 47. Oh, my God. Um, she had to wear like these insanely tight corsets because she was 17 playing a 12-year-old. So they wanted to strap her breasts down, and they like went really hardcore because they wanted her to look very innocent and kind of like mousy in comparison to like the Technicolor explosion of Oz. Uh -huh. um, one, so there were five directors of The Wizard of Oz and 10... Uh, screenwriters. So it was like a mess. There were like a million people. And just the director who had the most control um, had his name put to it. And I guess I didn't put his name in. But um, Yeah, that's weird. He, who directed The Wizard of Oz? It's a name that I vaguely remember. I think it's the same guy who directed Gone with, with the Wind, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, um, Isabel, actually. He was a Nazi sympathizer who hated British people. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh. And um, at one point, she couldn't stop giggling. Victor Fleming. Victor Fleming. She couldn't stop giggling during a scene, and he slapped her across the face. Oh, my God. Um, there are also a lot of rumors about um, the guys who played the munchkins, like, sexually assaulting her on scene, er, on, uh, on set. Because they, you know, they're they short and small, and they could reach up her skirt and things uh. like that. Like, it's... A, it's really horrible um those munchkins even though slash if they sucked they sound kind of terrible from things i've read um were apparently really underpaid like toto was paid more than them it's just like a really seedy like epitome of old crappy hollywood sort of set right um so that's inherent to the story I'm not going to go more into that than I just did, but I wanted to acknowledge it before I'm like, yeah, and then the lights were too hot. Like, because there are a lot of things that are genuinely hard, like that, weird in a terrible way. Yeah. Um, that, that really is yeah. nightmarish. It sounds like it was genuinely horrible. Yeah. So I, there are some aspects of the horrible things, not what I just mentioned, but future things that are horrible, but have enough of a bizarro bent or whatever that you can be like, what the hell? But I just wanted to acknowledge that there are things that are just genuinely horrific that happen and deserve mentioning, but that I'm not going to go too far into because that's not really Fair um, enough. Yeah, no, kind that, of our show. Absolutely. But also, like, isn't it weird that something that was like oh, so horrific and full of misery mm -hmm. then became a joyful memory yes. to millions. Yes. Uh, it's very perverse. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So let's talk about the Munchkin suicide rumor. Yeah. Let's bring it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So there is a super popular urban legend, as we mentioned, that during a scene, um, I wrote... <laughs> that when after Dot and the Scarecrow hook up with the Tin Man and are singing off to see the wizard, Dot. Dot. <laughs> I hate that. 
Um, anyway, so there's a rumor that when they link up with um, the Tin Man and they're going up the yellow, yellow, yellow brick road singing We're Off to See the Wizard, that you can see one of the munchkins hanging themselves, like falling from a tree and hanging in the background. Um, the truth of that is that that is not true yeah. and that the studio brought in various birds for those outdoor scenes to make them just kind of like look more realistic. Um, you can clearly see a peacock in the horrible scene where the Tim man is like, oil can, oil can. Most of the scene, it's funny, as much as this is like a beloved movie for, for everybody on the planet, yeah. I really always found that movie uncomfortable. It's very unsettling. I liked it. I definitely watched it a lot, but I also found it, I think I probably watched it partially because I found it a little bit scary. A lot of disturbing things. The oil can scene, as stupid as this is, and I know it's dumb. Yeah. That that set where then the witch like throws fireballs at mm-hmm. them and sets hay on fire and stuff. It feel it's obviously supposed to be outdoors, mm-hmm. but it feels so much like a set. Yeah. That it almost felt to me some sort of like a joke of like, what what are they trying to put over on me here? Right. Like I can't get lost in the fantasy of this. They're yes. obviously in a warehouse. Completely. Well, so there are so many things that are like painted like you it's can so, see that it's painted on yeah. something 2d oh, it's a very strange it's looking very movie. it's very disconcerting and weird you know what it reminds me of, of a little bit that part what i was gonna guess by all means I, I don't think it's what you were gonna go for but the vibe of it uh-huh. where it's like there's a lot of uh, uh fake things like fake scenery and painted things and i can't buy yeah where we are right now Willy yeah. wonka oh that's not what i was talking about but the, yes, it has very much that it's like kind of mixed feel. reality. It's yeah. disturbing. Yeah, yeah, it is disturbing. It's un it's unnerving. I would say if this was a different kind of movie where it was meant to be a scary movie or something that like that, or meant to be a disturbing movie, I feel like I'd be giving a review, a review where I'm like, the mixed media, it just makes you feel off balance. Right. They do a really good job of unnerving <laughs> you because you feel that it's not real and yet you right. know you're supposed to believe it's real. Right. Um I was thinking of the 1960s Peter Pan TV special. Oh, man. <laughs> They're supposed to be outside during, like, you know, the Tiger Lily part. Yeah. And it's, you're supposed to be outside, but it's just so, like, obviously, obviously a set. It's, like, very weird. Are you talking about the Mary Martin yeah. one? Uh-huh. Oh, that one's great. Everybody look yeah. up Mary Martin's Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you thinking of the, the gymnast one that we watched on Netflix, like, yeah, I thought that was the Mary Martin one. No, no, no. Mary Martin's like the old, old Peter Pan. That's like, um, I don't even know what her name was. Maybe I'm mixed up. Whoever the Peter Pan from the 60s was is what I'm talking about. Will and I found this version (laughs) of that on Netflix that had, um, a gymnast in it. It's definitely not Mary Martin, the gymnast. I think the old one's Mary Martin, right? Um, and um, it's very weird. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> just weird stuff. Way too sprightly and buoyant. Well, Peter Pan does have a lot of similarities with Wizard of Oz anyway. Yeah. Like there's there's something about that Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland where you're just like, mm-hmm. were all these people at the same party and they all went off in separate directions <laughs> and wrote the same story? What's going on here? Basically, if you guys haven't seen the Alice in Wonderland 80s TV series on the Disney Channel, give that a Goog. Um, look up Carol Channing, Alice in Wonderland. Um, the song is called, what is it? Jam, t- Jam Tomorrow, Jam Yesterday. Oh, it, it's really crazy. Yeah. It's horrible. Turns into a well, sheep it's great. and starts screaming in her face. It's so weird. Very weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the studio brought in all those, those bird stuff to make it look more real and not like a 
2D slash 3D hellscape. And one of the birds was a big crane that was in the background and it just like opens its wings. And that's what people are referring to. Well, it's understandable to some degree. I mean, if we're talking about lower resolution, like by the time people are really able to watch this and pour over every detail, Mm -hmm. it means they're watching it on VHS tape. Right. So they're seeing something that's very... uh, Deep in the background, out of focus on a low-resolution, fuzzy CRT monitor. I feel like it comes from the side, though, is which is what I think is weird. Because I watched the clip of it a bunch of times today, and I was trying... It was hard to not see that it's a bird, because I knew that it was a bird. But it doesn't feel to me like it's really coming from above. It's a bird raising its wings up. You know what I mean? So it must have just been, like, a weird shape. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So... Yeah, so it's a bird, which is what the studio said. And to support that, number one, that's crazy. Number two, there were no deaths reported on the set. Do you think everybody on that set has kept cool and quiet for like 80 years now or whatever, 75 years, and not mentioned anything? Also, I found in a YouTube comment, which made a lot of sense. They were like, so they think that this munchkin climbed a fake tree and was able to use that for leverage to hang themselves? It's probably made out of cardboard. (laughs) <laughs> That's a very good point that I haven't heard brought up a lot. These yeah. were fake trees. <laughs> fake trees. It's ridiculous. And then also, if that did happen, and say the studio was, you know, would want to cover that up, and that's why we haven't heard it factually spoken about in all these years, would they make such an oopsie to leave that take in the movie that's distributed? I know. If it was something that they took pains to keep quiet, which they must have if we haven't heard confirmation, then they're like, oh, crap. That huge secret about the death on set got out because we put it in the movie. Darn it. So weird. Yeah. So a few years ago, somebody started circulating videos online saying that they had the original VHS copy before the, I mean, like original, you know, 70s, 80s or whatever, um, before the remastered version came out or something and they're like you can see in this version that it's clearly somebody moving up a tree and then falling down and hanging and so you can in the video that they share from (laughs) from the youtube account suicidal munchkin (laughs) so they really are betting everything i would venture to guess that that has been doctored, Suicidal. which is what everybody else thinks Suicidal too. Suicidal munchkin. So they made a version where you can really see like a it's, person. They do a good job, tree. I will say. Like it looks fuzzy and everything. Um, but you know, come on. I mean, who who are you then to say that Suicidal Munchkin is not a reliable source? The first one would work. Um, oh yeah, the uh, music is awesome. Yeah, it's long. We can't play anything on yeah. the show. So. Just um. Put into YouTube Suicidal Munchkin and you'll find it. Um, And there are lots of people in the comments of both this video and just any video that you Google or put into YouTube about the Munchkin hanging thing. There are a ton of people who are insistent and being like, I absolutely remember this. Oh, I wish I still had my VHS because absolutely I had one of the versions where you can really see the Munchkin. And I think it's just... um, you know, either the same sort of visual trickery that made this become a rumor in the first place yeah, yeah. or the Mandela effect where people remember something that didn't actually happen. You know, what's awesome is that it's taking place in a scene where they're, you know, doing the whole like, we're off to see the wizard. Yeah, they're the so happy. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. And they start to walk toward us, the camera. Right. And they do a quick about face, do a mm-hmm. 180 and they turn around and they walk towards the background. Uh-huh. So they're facing what people are saying would be a hanging munchkin. 
that also comes up, William, um, in the comments on YouTube. And which as is, deep as the background is, it's not much more than 20, 25 feet. No, so absolutely you think that those, not. those characters are arm in arm dancing down the lane. Being Just happily like, popping along. He's dead. He's Yeah, <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. Well, Judy Garland was probably afraid she'd get slapped if she oh, broke or something. Yeah. But actually, in the, um, in the YouTube comments, somebody was like, oh, my God, go to 53 seconds. It's so clear that she turns and sees the munchkin hanging and she almost breaks for a second and then people are like no they're looking back and forth at each other while they're singing and like going up the lane that's like not what's happening this is awesome it's amazing i can't i can't recommend just going through the youtube comments enough on any of these videos yeah so even if a munchkin didn't die by suicide in those fake woods there were real injuries on set that are Nuts and very 1930s. Okay. Okay. So there was somebody who was originally supposed to play the Tin Man, um, who actually his name is Buddy Ebsen, and he was Jed Clampett in the Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. He was originally supposed to play him. So, like, he was cast. He went through all the costume and makeup tests. He um, recorded on the soundtrack and he did four weeks of rehearsals. And then he had to be taken to the hospital and put into an iron lung. Because they were using silver paint that contained aluminum powder. Oh, my God. And he was inhaling that over time, and it caused his lungs to fail. So he had to be placed in an oxygen tent to recover. So he became the Tin Man. Yes, exactly. I just realized, as I said, he was placed in an iron lung. I don't know, know whether that was a joke in a headline that I read or not. I'm not sure. Let's not <laughs> let's not hold old Chrissy to that. Fair enough. But oxygen tent was definitely for real. Oh my um, gosh. So he did recover, but he was very sick. And um, when they replaced him with Jack Haley, who ended up playing him, they changed the makeup to something safer, but still wasn't super safe and a little bit got in his eye and gave him an eye infection. Uh. He recovered from it, but... Not awesome. Um, and so you can hear Buddy Ebsen a little bit on the soundtrack. They, they, they like left a little part of him in there. I don't oh, know if weird. it was on purpose, like as a little homage or what. Then, I mean, this is so crazy. This movie set was, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading here. So Margaret Hamilton, who played the Wicked Witch, yeah. got third degree burns on her hands and arms when a special effect malfunctioned during a scene where she's supposed to disappear in a puff of smoke. Like, you know, when she's like all smoking and she's not there yeah, anymore. Like smoke. Yes. Um, her oil based green makeup that was covering her body caught on fire and burned her arms and hands with third oh. degree burns. So um, she went off, got it treated or whatever, came back, but refused to ever work with fire again on set because it was so scary. Yeah. So because of that, there was another stunt that they needed her to do where it was, she was supposed to be on her broom and there's going to be smoke coming out of it. So they brought in a stunt double named Betty Danko. And she was injured during that stunt when the p smoking pipe that they were using as that broomstick exploded oh. while she was on it. She had to spend 11 days in the hospital and her legs were permanently scarred. Oh. Then Margaret Hamilton got it again, just a little bit. Um, it's nuts. I couldn't believe this stuff. So all that green makeup, there are a lot of makeup issues. Clearly they didn't have good ingredients back then. Yeah. Um, she accidentally swallowed like a little bit of the makeup because it's all over her face and mouth and she couldn't eat for days because she was so sick. And also her skin was dyed green for weeks because of the copper that they used in the makeup. 
So like think of if like you've ever worn copper jewelry or like a cheap copper ring or whatever. It leaves like a ring of greenish stuff around your finger or on the back of your neck. Yeah. That was her body. That's kind of awesome. Though. I know. Yeah. It is kind of awesome. <laughs> um, and then also he made a full recovery, lived a great happy life with 15 films to his name, but Toto's foot got stepped on. Oh, Toto. I know. No. Broke the foot. No, oh, that's a real Toto no-no. I know. Oh, no, no, Toto. <laughs> Okay, so this is the category Woe Weird. Um, so Margaret Hamilton was so effective in her scenes as the Wicked Witch of the West, who I found terrifying oh, when I was scary. a kid. So scary. But again, same deal. I was fated to always like scary movies. I was so scared of her, but like, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, she originally had much more screen time, but her scenes were cut down to 20 minutes because she was too scary when it tested. Wow. People were freaked out by her. And then she appeared on Sesame Street like almost 40 years later and the episode aired once and then was banned from ever airing again. You can't find it online because it was too scary and it terrified a bunch of children. For real? Yes. I fact-checked most, if not all, of these. Like I would see them on a listicle and then I would type like, you know, Margaret Hamilton, Sesame Street, like yeah. in a separate Google thing to see if something comes up like debunked. And I didn't find anything debunking that. That's crazy. I know. Um, when Dorothy, Toto, and the Cowardly Lion fall asleep in that field of poppies and snow magically comes down to wake them up, that snow is asbestos. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I think I heard of that. That's so funny. Um, asbestos fibers were often used as fake snow, even just in homes for decorative use throughout the 30s and 50s. So embarrassing. It's so like, crazy. You know, you know I, I'd be willing to wager that 80 years from now, uh -huh. we'd be like, look how stupid we were oh. back then. You know, but just like. I think that there are going to be. People? Maybe. Well, the thing is, like, think about it. So. There probably will be things that we're like, oh, look how stupid these people yeah. are. We think we're testing things now and that we've deemed them safe because we've tested them. They're going to come up with some more rigorous testing oh, that proves yeah. that those things are not safe. You know what I think about often? Um, I'm sure I'll be fine. Mom, when you're listening or watching, don't be scared. The keratin treatments that I used to do at the salon all the time, those are technically safe. Those are approved by OSHA, which is like the safe workers board. I don't know about all that. Really? <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Really? little concerned. I'm not freaked out. But yeah, it's so they're formaldehyde. And formaldehyde isn't a million things, so not to be alarmist about it or anything. But the issue is that you're heating it up and it's smoking, becoming vapor for you to inhale. So the formaldehyde is the substance that is applied to the hair that essentially like seals around it and hardens around it. It feels flexible, but that's basically what's doing at its core. So if you imagine inhaling that, then is it what's it doing within your body? Possibly. I mean, to be fair, I've been, you know, drinking and, and inhaling <laughs> from aldehyde for, yeah. for, for decades. I mean, genuinely, I'm not really freaked out. There are a million formaldehyde is in nail polish. It's in a billion things. And yeah. there are also a million things that we're around and inhale all the time that are like all to a degree noxious. Mm -hmm. But I can't help but wonder if that's one of those things where like I can't think of an example, but you know, we used to use or they used to use even like crazy things for hair coloring that are banned now. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like, they're chemicals, you know? Yeah. So we could find out later something's uh, weird. I bet it's so, fine. I fill up a kiddie pool with formaldehyde yeah. and I just roll around in there. Dunk those toesies in on a hot yeah. day? What yeah. could be better? You play old dead guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Good um, family fun. So speaking of gross weird substances, the Cowardly Lion's outfit was made out of real lion pelts. Come on. And it smelled horrendous. Oh, that sounds that sounds that's that's almost the worst one to me. Outside I know that of, creeped me out. I didn't know that. Outside of slapping Dorothy around and giving her cigarettes and torturing her and stuff. Yeah. That's 
that's that's probably almost the worst one to me. Hmm, I don't know. I, I, it's pretty bad. That's pretty horrible. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um, and especially when you consider that the studio lights made the temperature on set go over 100 degrees because Technicolor was new then and they wanted to take advantage of it for this like fantastical movie, but they had to light things really intensely for Technicolor to work. For it to, like, so it was like insanely hot in there. So already it was super hot and sweaty and presumably smelly. And they would close production occasionally to air out the studio because it was so hot. Um, and the witches, the witches, guards, and the flying monkeys had like the heaviest costumes of all. And um, several of them came close to having heat stroke and oh, dying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of costumes, the makeup and costumes and everything were so hard to get into for the like main cast, not Dorothy or anything, but like definitely Tin Man, Cowardly Lion, and Scarecrow, that they weren't allowed to get out of their costumes or anything during breaks because it was such a procedure to get everything going. But their um, appearance was considered so alarming by those on the MGM set that they weren't allowed to eat lunch and stuff in the commissary. They had to eat on set. Oh wow! So they wouldn't even—they couldn't even get a break really to like go somewhere else. They had to be on that hot set in their stinky costumes, eating their commissary lunch. That sounds awful. I know. I feel like th- these are conditions to drive you insane. Oh yeah, and like these the are conditions thing, that just, wouldn't fly. You just believe that you are the Tin Man. Or yeah, something. basically. You know? Like <laughs> once that aluminum powder melds with your skin. Ironically, you're <laughs> the one without a heart. <laughs> um, so we'll leave on a little positive note as far as the actual production before I go into the Pink Floyd stuff. This is very cool and it seems verified. So when the wizard is in Kansas in the beginning, when everything is black and white, he's Professor Marvel. So he's like a fortune teller that's part of that like carnival circuit. And he's wearing this coat that the um, production people or costume people had gotten from a thrift store. Okay. And the actor noticed there was an inscription in the pocket of Frank L. Baum who's the oh. author, author of The Wizard of Oz. And they were oh. like, wait, what? They just got it from a thrift store and it happens to be the author's coat. And they later verified it with Baum's widow. And she was like, yeah, that was L. Frank? L. Frank's coat. And so they gave it to her after production. That's crazy. Yes. Very crazy. That's awesome. I, I know. Yeah. That, that's, I love that. That's almost yeah. like, if it didn't seem like a, such a horrendous production, if it had been like a nice experience for all, you'd almost think that that old white supremacist L. Frank Baum was right. winking down at them, telling them they were going to have a great time. Or maybe that's the thing. Maybe because he was a total jerk, it right. seems like. Maybe he was cursing the set. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He wasn't winking down at them. He was screaming up yeah, at them. Basically. Yeah. Through that insignia in the coat. Yeah. That was probably a sigil. It was probably a sigil cursing the production. Yeah. Now that I think about yeah, it. Maybe you're right. I think I'm right. Okay, so now let's talk about Dark Side of the Moon. Yes. Also known as Dark Side of the Rainbow. Uh, right. So, well, Dark Side of the Moon is the album, the mashup of Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, and The Wizard of Oz is known as Dark Side of the Rainbow. Right. So the thing is that if you start Dark Side of the Moon at the first roar of the MGM Lion, there are a lot of weird things that sync up throughout the movie. So you turn off the volume on... Wizard of Oz and just play the album over it. Yeah. There are a bunch of weird things that just totally match up. Have you ever done this before? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have. Um, so here is what they are. Dorothy starts to run during the lyric during the lyric, No One Told You When to Run. Mm. Um, when the fortune teller, who we were just talking about, tells Dorothy to return home, the line home, home again, <laughs> home again, the line home, home again is sung over that. Um, the song Brain Damage starts when the Scarecrow sings, If I Only Had a Brain. 
And as he dances on the yellow brick road, the lyrics got to keep the loonies on the path is playing. I remember that. That's cool. Um, the song Great Gig in the Sky matches up with the tornado. And then I remember this was my favorite. This was always the coolest when it started. It was like, oh, because it like really timed. And also it feels punchy for a reason I'll say. So the song Money, like, you know, doom, doo, doo, doom, 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 doom. I can't do it deep enough. <laughs> doom, 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 money. Okay. So that song starts to play just as Dorothy like got down from the tornado and everything. It's black and white. She opens the door and it's all color. Like it's st- like the doom, 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 doom starts when she opens the door and goes into Munchkin Land. It is so sweet. Is and cool. also it's very weird because that is the beginning of the second act of the movie. And it's also the first song that's on the flip side of the album. Oh, that's cool. So it's like seconds all around. Yeah. And then the final thing, which I also remember as being very cool. So the album doesn't play for the duration of the whole movie, but for the album's duration, like stuff matches up. As the album is ending, it ends with the sound of a heartbeat. And Dorothy is putting her ear to the Tin Man's chest right when that's happening. Oh, that's cool. It's so sweet. Yeah. It seems to be a total coincidence. I looked into this a good amount just in case somebody in Pink Floyd off the cuff was like, well, actually, this was inspired by yeah, it. Yeah. The closest thing that's, was that somebody in Pink Floyd joked that actually was inspired by the sound of music. And I wonder how that landed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just seems like a total awesome, weird coincidence. I love that. Me too. I love it so much. I had forgotten about it. I did that a bunch of times when I was a teenager. Yeah. It's so cool. I'd have to imagine that there are other bands now that have written music to be lined up with Wizard of Oz, you think? Yes. You know? Um If not Wizard Wizard of Oz or other things. Like I feel that I feel like that is a thing. Yeah, I yeah. I don't see why people wouldn't try it. If I yeah. could write music, I probably would end up trying to do something like that at some point. Yeah. We could yeah. do it to scream. Oh yeah. yeah. Run, Sydney, run. <laughs> I wonder what this lines up with. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the closet. <laughs> oh, Billy, he's got wow. secrets. So subtle. What a coincidence. <laughs> What's my favorite scary movie? This one. <laughs> this one I'm watching. This one I'm watching. Scream. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> I love my screaming. <laughs> it is my movie. <laughs> Everyone, if you play this episode and watch Scream at some yeah, point, you'll hear us up. saying that while Scream is on and it syncs up perfectly. If you play this episode backwards, it's actually just the audio of Scream. Yeah. <laughs> We've got backward masking all throughout. Yeah. Uh, I'll tact you blank. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, you got anything? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, I thought you were Googling whether there had been a band that had done anything to sync up with um, no. Wizard of Oz. Okay. No. Sweet. All right. So that is... The story of all the somewhat light weirdness of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Nan, for the idea. And real crazy. <laughs> real crazy. Ooh, yeah. That makeup. Yeah. Whew, caused a lot of problems. Uh, well, let's lighten things up a little bit. Kristen, yeah. I'm going to tell you all about the, uh, the goat devil known as Baphomet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you know about Baphomet? I don't no, really. Yeah, like he's like a goat devil. That's all I know. Satanic symbol, goat devil. Um, that, that satanic group in the Midwest wanted a big statue of Baphomet put up, like by the courthouse, to right. kind of um, 
play off of her dispute, them putting their hand on the Bible. Was that why? It, so uh, uh, that one was a few years back. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a nine-foot <laughs> statue of Baphomet. Yeah. And just to make sure that everybody's picturing the, the same thing. It is the image you probably, you might be more familiar with it uh, as the image on the tarot card mm-hmm. of, the, uh, of a person with no shirt, one arm raised up. And the other arm sort of extending downward uh-huh. uh, with a full goat head pentagram, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, they basically the the satanic temple. They're constantly, you know, trying to fight for uh, the fact that <laughs> governments should not be showing any support to one religion in particular. Yeah. So um, while they did have a battle a few years ago, they actually have a battle upcoming. Oh. <laughs> Should we support them or no? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Everyone, you do what you feel like you must. <laughs> On August, do what thou wilt. Exactly. On August sixteenth, satanic thing, two thousand eighteen, uh, the Satanic Temple is going to be holding a rally at the the Arkansas State Capitol. Okay. Basically, the state capitol wants to have a statue of the Ten Commandments. Okay. But because we've got to separate church yes. and state, gotta they're basically going to show up and doing be a lot like, of singing. Hey, if you're going to put up a statue of the Ten Commandments, yeah, we've got this statue, this seven foot tall bronze statue of Baphomet. Well, it's I mean, right here and it's ready to go. To tell you the truth, fair enough. I don't disagree with yeah. that. Yeah. Seriously, if there is, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so they're basically just using, you know, like uh, uh, extremism and ridiculousness mm-hmm. against itself. You right. want You want the Ten Commandments here? Yeah, well, guess what? Baphomet. Baphomet would like to play. Boom, boom, Baphomet. So uh, Baphomet is essentially a, a, a creature, a mm-hmm. person, a goat yeah. monster that is, uh, to some degree, just used as an image of the devil. Yeah, it's a symbol. Yeah, yeah. it's the symbol of the so satanic not a temple. Not a cryptid. Okay. No, not really. He's just a symbol. Yeah. I mean, even the, the satanic temple would say to you, like, Baphomet is not real. Yeah. The devil is not real. Yeah, well, they don't believe in, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just Any crazy stuff. I just like to point that out I know, periodically. I know. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, so the earliest known use of the word Baphomet B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T, comes from a letter written by a French crusader in the year 1098. Wow. Nice and early. That's pretty early, right? Yeah, it's an early word special. Uh, He refers to the crusader's enemies calling upon Baphomet prior to battle, basically saying, you know, in in some sense, you could almost argue, uh, it's saying we are righteous, our our enemies are evil, misguided, whatever. Yeah. They're calling upon Baphomet. Oh, okay. Out. They're so deluded. They're so stupid. They're gotcha. so. They're calling on the wrong one. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they're so evil. They use the devil. Right. The devil's power to ride into battle. What does Baphomet mean? Uh, th- there are different interpretations. Yeah. I saw one that was like, it's B-A from this word, uh-huh. P-H from this word, M-E from this. Just like yeah. highly complicated. Yeah. Um. To some extent, it seems like the word Baphomet is uh, similar to the old French word Mahomet, Mm -hmm. which means Muhammad. Oh, okay. So essentially it was uh, a a Christian term to deride uh, Muslims. Nice. Basically just being like, if you are with Baphomet, yeah. you are with the evil one. And right. to them, the evil one right. were followers of Islam. Right. Like, like so yeah. Yeah, chill. In, on October 13th, 1307, King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar. 
Over the previous two centuries of crusading, the Knights Templar had become one of the most powerful military orders in Europe. During a war with the English, King Philip became heavily indebted to the Templars nice. financially. In, so he yep. owed them money. Yep. King Philip desired to erase his debt, but also feared that the Templars could pose a military threat if he did not pay. Sounds like it from what I've heard of <laughs> Instead, he had hundreds of Knights Templar uh, suddenly arrested and accused of heresy. Oh, my God. And so he tortured them and executed them. Oh, my God. And was basically having uh, uh, people coerce them into like saying, yeah. Like, yeah, we're followers of Baphomet. Oh, my God. And then killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Which is crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, Baphomet, presumably a reference to Muhammad, uh -huh. was allegedly incorporated into the Templar practice during their time mingling with is Islamic culture in the Middle East. Okay. Uh, basically, King Philip was accusing the Knights Templar of having become Muslim. Right. Yeah. Huh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, huh. So that's all hundreds of years before yeah. what I'm about to read you. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. Baphomet, it seems like, was just entangled in this sort of, uh, uh, like, on the one hand, it's just evil and uh, sinister, and on yeah. the other hand, it might have been, at the time, just a, a, a way to describe a religion we don't agree with. Right. Uh, and it wasn't until 1854 uh -huh. when Baphomet gained the form that we recognize today. Wow, that's late. Isn't that late? Yeah. It's, it's like... You know, just like 175 right. years ago, something wow, like that. Wow, I'm surprised yeah. by that. Uh, French ceremonial magician. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Elpheus Levy. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Reimagined Baphomet into a figure he named the Sabbatic Goat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Representing the universe in the form of binary opposites. Um, so... Something that I did not realize mm -hmm. about Baphomet mm -hmm. at all is that the form that he has yeah. is supposed to, uh, in many different ways, represent diametrically opposed concepts. Huh. One of his arms is female. Huh. The other one is male. Oh. Yeah. He's man and beast. Okay. You know? Yeah. So there's something- Are you calling women beasts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like a skinny arm? And then a muscle arm. I, I mean, I looked back at it. I didn't really uh, yeah. feel like it was. I mean, Baphomet's just supposed to be, it's both a male and female right. being. Yeah. You know? Huh. Um, which I just, I, I found interesting. It's yeah. not something that I, I would have anticipated, understood, no. whatever. Uh, he also has like the flames of knowledge above his head. Sweet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so he mingled these elements. Elpheus Levy. Oh my God, what a name. How do you spell Levy? It's Levi. L-E-V-I. His jeans. He's a denim god. <laughs> Not a demigod, but a denim god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He mingled these elements so with... So do you know that it's Levy? Real quick. Could it be Elpheus Levi? It could be Levi. I don't know Levy why. Levy sounds way better. No, I was just curious. I think I probably Keep said it because Levy. I liked that it was... Well, also Anton Levey. I wonder if that's True. in your head a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Anton LaVey then did obviously adopt yeah. the image of Baphomet. Yeah, he rebranded a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, the goat sort of image mm -hmm. seems like it may have been inspired by tarot cards in and of itself mm -hmm. that Elpheus, uh, I'm just going to say Levi now. No, say Levi. I like okay. it better. Elpheus yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, may have been looking at the tarot cards and yeah. seeing that image yeah. of sort of a half person, half animal thing. Uh -huh. Use some of that in the imagery for... Um, for Baphomet, yeah, and then future tarot card makers uh -huh. looked at the image of Baphomet, 
and updated their tarot cards. So it's such a weird sort of thing of like, I took inspiration weird. from a tarot card to get my character here. Yeah. And then future tarot card characters, I guess, noticed that those two things were very similar. And but went preferred with, yeah. the Elpheus Levy yeah. uh, image of Baphomet. And so Baphomet is on our tarot cards now. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Very interesting. But it is also weird because yeah. in some sense, Baphomet is a character that just is what you make of it. Right. Like the, as far as I can tell, the entire connection of Baphomet to Muhammad uh -huh. is lost to time. Yeah. No one refers to that now. That's no longer what he means. Right. Anton LaVey adopted the image of Baphomet yeah. into the satanic temple mm -hmm. and started talking about how the devil isn't real. Yeah. But being like, but he is called Baphomet. Right. So he's, you know what I mean? So like That's he, so weird. Anton LaVey sort of started to draw ever closer to tying Baphomet to the yeah. devil. Yeah. Um, to the point that he is the image of the satanic church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one huh. other sort of like small, interesting thing. Uh, there are words on Baphomet's arms. Oh, okay. One is. He's got sick tats. He does have sick tats. One is the word coagula. Okay. Well, the other I is like that word. solve. Oh, so opposites, like coagulate and solve as in dissolve, kind of? I guess so. Join yeah. together and take apart. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So everything, everything resides inside Baphomet. Yeah. It's a being of contradiction and opposites. As above, so below. Right. Yeah. I mean, right? Y yes. Very strange. Yeah. And so, yeah, now Baphomet, uh, they've got their upcoming meeting in Arkansas where they are going Look. to perhaps install a seven-foot-tall copper statue of Baphomet. That statue of Baphomet is up at that other place, right? I don't know if it's still up. I don't know if it's still up, but I know it went up. Yeah, I'm not sure about I bet that. But it got toppled or something. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, to be fair, so yeah. Yeah. They, the Satanic Church does not believe in the devil. Right. They're just trying to point out uh, what people should be following in the government. Yeah. To not just back... A, a religion, right. the, the the one that you feel is the most popular or acceptable or mainstream, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. uh, or just which I agree with. Resonates. But I also don't particularly want a statue of the devil <laughs> like, everywhere I go. I don't know. I'm not mad at it at all. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So like, It's just weird. It just seems like a weird novelty to me. It doesn't mean anything beyond that. I just feel like, oh my God, there's a Baphomet by the a, library. There's a Baphomet here. Yeah. yeah. I guess I very much upset other people. Like, I guess if my community was deeply upset, deeply then I wouldn't and, want that to be the case. You yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. But, but then I'm torn between just wanting to be like, well, just well, don't be upset about it. I know. The point is that it's ironic. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. But you know, yeah, for sure. I want some nice granny being all upset every time she goes to the post office. I know, like, but you also just kind of want to be like, granny, it's yes. fine. It's fine. It's completely. This thing is supposed to be, but you know what? The ridiculous. fact that it is supposed to be ridiculous and it doesn't have a lot of meaning to even the people who put it up makes me like, look, you guys don't even care that much anyway. Right. Like you have these people have more stock in hating it than you have in liking it. Right. So like, why don't you just get rid of it? Who cares? Yeah, I guess. But then even that's like, uh, you know, how close do you get to just uh, not caring as the government then backs like a singular religion, right? Well, like if they didn't put up this stink, I don't know anybody else who's putting up as big a stink as this. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, how lucky yeah, they have a point. Yeah. The I don't know. The, the sculptor who's good at making baphomets. I know. He's, oh he my better God. be hoping. That like each state courthouse tries to like get the Ten Commandments on their steps. <laughs> like it is that one guy's day in the sun. You need me to make another Baphomet? Yeah, because I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm re I got the schematics. I have the mold. Yeah, <laughs> just a, a giant 
molds, like for creepy crawlers, <laughs> yeah. but Baphomet. <laughs> yeah. Cooks it with a light bulb. Yeah. 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 I've got the plaster of Paris. Right. Uh, what's that goo oh, that you I put on newspapers? I was just thinking the same thing. Paper mache. <laughs> I got the papier mache. I hated paper mache. Yeah. I really hated it. I felt like it came up a lot in elementary school. It felt disgusting. It was gross. I didn't like the oh. feeling of glue running through my fingers. Yeah, me neither. Don't need it. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, maybe that was more of a mini monster. I don't know. No. But, but that is the story of Baphomet. Yeah. The evil one. That was uh, you awesome. know what? I, I didn't will, know anything about there that. There are also a couple of small things that I, I just kind of think are interesting. The idea yeah. that uh, that goats are demonic is mm-hmm. just kind of a weird one that... I know. It's just like inherent. Yeah. Uh, but there was something about, I guess, Jesus saying to separate the sheep from the goats. Oh, okay. The lambs from the goats, basically meaning that lambs are Right. They're good like innocent and, and, and the goats. Probably something to do with the horns. Uh, yeah, uh, but how simplistic is it's that? Totally, well, so much of this stuff is super simplistic. We're just like, what? Yeah, just because it has horns, it's an evil yeah. animal? Yeah. They're silly. They climb up on rocks. Right, there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah. They eat everything. They have square pupils. Guess who I else does? Like Ew, what? Goats have square pupils. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, they're disturbing looking, yeah. Oh, maybe they are the devilish ones. <laughs> they may, maybe they are, yeah. That seems unnatural. Yeah. Also, if you have not seen the movie The Witch, yeah. uh, there's a hell of a goat in oh, that movie. Oh, there sure is. Named Black Phillip. Spirited one. And I love him. He's a spirited boy. Yeah. Yeah. Spirited boy. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, that is the story of Baphomet. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Thanks for those Baffo facts. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> sure. Well, that wraps it up, guys. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if you liked it, we would love for you to leave a review. We super appreciate the ones that have been coming in. So it'd be awesome if you go. If, <laughs> if you could go to iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you use and leave us a review, that would be awesome. Because as you hear on all podcasts, I don't quite understand why, but it really helps the show. Yeah. And it's also just sort of like... Oh, it's nice. It's Yeah. It gives us a, a happy feeling in it our does. hearts and brains when it we does. see the number go up. Yeah, it's a, when I say I don't know what it means, like I think there's something to do with like the literal like algorithm behind the scenes that reviews do, but also like when people are cruising around looking for a show to listen to, if they hit a show and there like aren't really that many reviews, usually you're like, I'll go find something else. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it would be awesome if we had a bunch of reviews, so they pause and take a look at them and hopefully listen. Yeah. And further to that point, if you would consider sharing this show with your friends, mm-hmm. this is obviously if you've made it this far into the episode, yeah. the kind of thing that you're into. You yeah. probably know other people who might enjoy this. That's right. So uh, please consider telling your friends about our little program Mm -hmm. yeah you can also donate to us on patreon so you can go to patreon.com slash gttu pod and you can decide to give us a small or large let me not limit ourselves monthly donation or a one-time donation just as a way of saying thanks for us providing all this entertainment every week yeah yeah and if you want to stay in our loop make Mm -hmm. sure that you follow us on all social media yep instagram facebook twitter we're using the name at GTTU pod mm-hmm. and you can check out throughout the week Kristen puts up like a uh, yeah. fun commentary on like weird news yeah. uh, shares just like interesting stories from the world of horror yeah anything creepy or weird I throw it up there so yeah. it's a good thing to follow yeah and check out the Facebook group mm-hmm. uh, it's a private group request to join we get new people every day you yeah. could be one of them yes uh, so yeah if there's yeah. anything else that you want to talk to us about you can follow us individually on Twitter that's right Um, I'm at chillin Chris on Instagram. I don't use Twitter that much. I'm at Haunted Sponge. I rarely tweet anything yeah. anywhere. 
Let's still follow it. Follow follow the Haunted Sponge on Facebook because Will uses that a lot and posts really cool things about movies. So definitely Google or uh, put the Haunted Sponge into Facebook and then hit like and follow. Yeah, I I, I posted a thing about Tom Cruise. That's uh, right. And Ben Stiller pretending to be his stunt double. From Kicking the, Impossible. <laughs> like 20 years ago on the MTV Movie Awards. It was wonderful. He gave his musings on Raiders of the Lost Ark recently. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Do, he do, does, you do, do, do like stuff that. on there. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll mm-hmm. be back in seven days. Right. To tell you more terrifying stories. Yes. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Bye, guys. Bye.